It's time for the Audacity to Podcast, episode 55, the top deadly fears of podcasting. Welcome, my friends, to the Audacity to Podcast. <laughs> I, I couldn't resist. I am recording this episode on Halloween, October 31st, and I just thought I'd have a little bit of fun. And even right now, for the people who are joining this show live, I do this live every Monday afternoon at 2 p.m. Eastern Time over at noodle.mx slash live, they are seeing a very, very creepy me like creepier than I normally am. So I'm Daniel J. Lewis. This is the podcast where I give you how-to information about podcasting and frequently talk about audacity. We're not going to talk much about audacity today because I wanted to do a little bit of a theme that fits with the timing of today's episode. Since this is recording on Halloween, I thought it would be fun to talk about some of the things that we're afraid of in podcasting, some of the fears that prevent us from podcasting, or some of the fears we face once we get into podcasting. So there are seven deadly fears of podcasting, and I checked with my Twitter followers and Google Plus and Facebook people and all of that, and found that most of them listed the same six items, not all listed together. Some of them would mention them, but everyone pretty much shared the same basic six items. And then a seventh item I kind of inferred or uh, extruded or whatever from some of the things that some people were saying. So the top seven deadly fears of podcasting in no particular order Number one, it's not worth the time. You see this a lot when people consider podcasting and they're thinking, yeah, it would be really cool to have a podcast. I just don't have time. When people say they don't have time, they're basically saying it's not worth the time. Because we say things, we say a lot of stuff uh, there isn't time for, or that We can't make time for something or other, but it's just we don't want to make the time for it. It's not worth our time. And it's a very subtle psychological thing. I know I'm accusing a lot of people of saying, well, you're just not valuing it enough, but that's true. Because ask yourself this, if you are a sports fan, how often are you able to make time or find the time to watch your favorite sports game. If you're a video gamer, how often are you able to make or find the time to play your favorite video games? If you are a, a uh, uh, an internet social person, how is it that you find the time to tweet or hang out on Facebook or uh, harvest your crops in Farmville or anything like that? Those things, many of these things I've mentioned aren't I'm going to step on some people's toes. Some of these things aren't worth your time. Now, I'm not saying you shouldn't do them, but I'm just saying they may not pay you back in any ways. You, yes, you enjoy them, and that therefore does, yes, make it worth your time. So I shouldn't have said that. But you make time for these other things in your life that you enjoy, 
and that you want to do. And podcasting is the same thing, that it's not a question of, is it worth the time? But it's a question of, uh, it's, let me try that again. It's not a question of, do you have the time? It's a question of, is it worth your time? Will you make the time for it? Because we make time for a lot of things. Yes, sometimes we live very busy lives, but we make time for it. Consider this. Here are the benefits of podcasting that do make it worth the time to podcast is, well, you get relationships from people. I've built so many close friendships with a lot of people because of podcasting. And it has been through nothing else other than being involved in social media through this thing of podcasting that I've built these really close relationships with a lot of people and have really enjoyed these relationships. But it can also be worth your time in terms of business because if your podcasting somehow supports your business or is your business, like in my case, my podcasting helps support my business. Podcasting is not my business. It helps support my business, which is the web design. See, my hope is that as I develop a relationship with you and you start trusting me in all of this and I get to know you a little bit, that when you need a website designed, you will come to me. Now, I'm not blatantly marketing to you saying, buy my services, buy my services, buy my services, pay me, pay me, pay me. Podcasting is not my business. It's helping to support my business because I'm getting a lot of clients and customers who heard about my services because of my podcast. Now I'm also getting a lot of people telling other people about my services too, which I absolutely love. So it's definitely worth my time. Like consider, I have a clean comedy podcast. How does clean comedy fit into my business marketing scheme? Well, two ways. One, it helps build a relationship with people by getting them to laugh and they feel like they're building a relationship with me. And two, even though it's a clean comedy podcast, which seems to have nothing whatsoever to do with web design, I can still mention to people, if you need a website designed, then please let me know. Or if you need help starting your own podcast or anything like this, let me know because I can design that for you. So it's like advertising to hundreds of people on a regular basis. And these people are trusting me, I hope, and they will someday come to me for web design work. And that's great. Even though there's no obvious connection, it's worth my time to do that podcast because I'm providing great content. Or as I learned from PodCamp Cincinnati recently, someone said, it's not just content creation, it's storytelling. And so I'm telling stories, I'm sharing people's stories. And building a relationship with them for business purposes, but also just personal relationships. I've got a lot of great close friends. So it is worth your time because of the relationships that you form and the business that you could get from it, but also just the joy from sharing your passion. If you are an avid football person, why do you walk up to people and ask them, hey, how about that game last night? or whatever you talk about. I'm not a football fan at all. I'm not really even a sports fan at all. It's not worth my time. But why is it that you talk to people about that? 
And when you finish talking with someone about sports, do you walk away thinking, oh man, that that conversation just was not worth my time. I was so bored talking about my favorite football game and that incredible pass they made last night. That was just so boring to me. Now, if sports is your thing, you are not thinking that when you walk away from the conversation. You'll probably discover that, man, I could have gone on for a long time talking about this. It's because we have this joy in sharing our passions with people. And you get to do that in podcasting, if you're podcasting about your passions. So you will get tremendous joy from telling people and sharing your passions with people. I get passionate just sitting behind this microphone and talking about the things I'm passionate about. Sometimes it's it's okay, I'll tell you, I'll be honest enough and say that even today I woke up, some things just weren't right this morning, uh, some bad stuff happened today, and I was just thinking, I really don't feel like podcasting. I don't want to podcast today. I had that thought earlier this morning that I'm recording this episode. I did not want to podcast today. And so I started working on some client work, finished their project, and sent it off to them. They were happy and all of this. And I still had time to prepare for my podcast because I was kind of hoping maybe I'll just like get so involved in this client project that I won't have time to podcast today. But then I started working on it and got uh, the idea of the theme and pulled my content. And then once I get behind this microphone and start talking, boy, I'm excited and I am just enthused and excited. It's because I enjoy talking about this. And so I just personally, I get a lot of joy and fulfillment of talking and sharing my passions, whether it be podcasting or critical thinking with movies or, or any of these other passions that I am pursuing eventually to have a podcast about when there is time, when I can make that time for those. So it is worth the time. And if you have already started podcasting and you are thinking about letting podcasting go, like I've seen a couple people say that pod fading was one of their fears, that they would run out of time or run out of content and such, that they're essentially saying it's not worth the time to keep going anymore. Well, if you're passionate You'll receive fulfillment from relationships, from potential business offers and deals, and from just the joy of sharing your own passion. So, number one, and again, these are in no particular order. Number one, it's not worth the time. Number two, deadly fear of podcasting is, I don't have enough to say. I hear this a lot, that people say, I'd love to start a podcast. I'm planning to start a podcast. I am going to start a podcast, but I don't know what I'm going to talk about. (laughs) That, let me equate this to something else. I'm going to write a book. I don't know what I'm going to write the book about, though, but I want to write a book, and I'm planning to write a book. I just don't know what I want to say. It's, it sounds silly, But we do experience those feelings of, I want to do this. I just don't know what to say. I don't know what I want to say in my podcast. So the fear of not having enough to say. But here's what I highly encourage you to do is since podcasting is a vocal medium, whether you're doing audio or video podcasting, you are speaking with your voice. 
it has a lot more potential for expressing enthusiasm and passion than writing does. In writing, people get tired of exclamation points. And uh, especially in marketing stuff nowadays, they see all this free, free, yay, yay, let's get psyched, exclamation points everywhere. Well, in podcasting, you can be enthusiastic and you can essentially have exclamation points throughout your time without being obnoxious about it. But podcast your passion. And as long as you are podcasting about your passion, you may never run out of content. Now, your passion may change someday. That is very true. And that happens for a lot of people. They just decide, I think I've covered this topic well enough. I'd like to move on to something else. Or I no longer am passionate about this and it's time to move on. That is entirely all right. And it's great when that is happening to gracefully end a podcast, not just a podcast episode, but an entire podcast, letting people know that my passions are going elsewhere. I'd really like to continue doing this, but I just don't have the passion or the time for this particular project soon. So I'll be ending in four episodes, you might say, or however it is. End gracefully. Don't just leave people hanging like many TV shows do, or they just end it and it's like... Oh, I guess it was canceled. Okay. So podcast your passion and you may never run out of content. But even if you are doing your passion in your podcast, there is the issue of figuring out what to say and do you have enough to say. An easy way for this is plan ahead. When I first started the Audacity to Podcast, I made a long list of topics I wanted to cover in the Audacity to Podcast. And I figured each one of these would probably be an episode. When I first started that list, I think I might have that list actually right on the desk over here as I try and grab it. If When I first started that list, I had about 55 items on that list of topics I wanted to cover in podcasting. And this is now my 55th episode Does that mean I have run out of content? Nope, not at all. I have not run out of content. I still have items on my list that I want to talk about in the Audacity podcast. I still have lots of topics to address and cover, and things come up. I change my mind about certain things. But here's the thing. If I ever decide that I don't know or I didn't plan ahead, I don't know what I'm going to talk about this week, I could look at my list and see, here are all of the topics I wanted to talk about when I started. Which of these have I not covered yet? So as I go through my list, actually, I check off each one of them and move things around as I'm addressing the different issues I wanted to do. So plan ahead. You don't have to plan out every bit of episodic content for your show, but you can plan out what each episode will be about. So if you have a movie podcast, maybe you decide that you look at your schedule and you're going to do a movie every week and you say, well, on episode one, we'll do this movie. Episode two, we'll do this movie. Episode three, we'll do this movie. You get 10 episodes out and you know at least what that episode will be about. That's great. Then you have a list to plan ahead. And then as you go through that, you know, and you can even tell your audience, I'm going to do this next week. Now, I often change my mind, which is why I don't very often tell people, come back next week for this, because I frequently change my mind on what I'm going to to do with the Audacity to Podcast. 
So that's why I don't advertise in that case unless I'm doing a, a series, a specific series, and then I say that. But you can do the same thing. Make your list ahead of time what you're going to cover, and that will help you with having enough to say. But also, so do you podcast your passion, plan ahead, and harvest content from your audience. That is, ask your audience for feedback or questions or topic suggestions. You are one person. If you didn't know that, you are a podcaster of one. Maybe you have a couple co-hosts. Have you ever asked them for what they think you should be doing 10 episodes from now? Ask your audience for suggestions. If you have a movie podcast, ask them what movies do you think we should talk about or review. If you have a podcast where you give a lot of how-tos or answer questions, well, of course, ask people for their questions and they'll keep sending you questions and sending you information and ideas and all of this. This is a community thing. And like I talk about podcasting with passion, organization, and dialogue, this is where the dialogue comes in and your audience can provide a lot of that content for you. And you're not just stealing it from them. You are involving your audience in the content by using their ideas and please give them credit when they share their ideas. So fear number one, it's not worth the time. Fear number two, I don't have enough to say. Fear number three, so maybe you decide you have enough to say, but then fear number three is no one will listen to me. This is a legitimate fear. And each of these, I don't want you to feel like each of these are illegitimate fears and you're stupid for having them. No, these, these are all regular fears. You're not the only one experiencing them. I experienced many of these. I sometimes re-experience many of these as well. But this fear that no one will listen to me, first, you have to realize this goes back again to your passion. Passion and enthusiasm are not only contagious, but they're attractive. When you see someone passionately talking about something, we are inclined to listen to them. Now, at some point, we may decide, the content isn't really what I'm looking for. It's not quite my topic. So we move on. But passion is attractive to us. So be passionate. Be enthusiastic in sharing your message with your audience. And find an audience out there. Especially if you're covering a niche topic, go out there and find your audience. Search Twitter for when people tweet about that topic or find on Facebook groups that are about that topic or LinkedIn or anywhere on the web. Find people Network with them. Don't spam people. Please don't spam people. But find an audience. The old rules, well, not quite old rules, but the rule from that movie, Field of Dreams, does not apply in podcasting. If you build it, they will come. No, that does not apply. There are a lot of podcasts out there where people started the podcast expecting people to flock to them or for them to get lucky and be featured on iTunes and nothing happened, and so they have almost no audience. You have to go out and find an audience unless you are someone extremely popular and already have an audience in one way. It's very easy then to carry that audience over in other ways. When I started the Audacity to Podcast, I started with a few episodes 
and then started my marketing because I wanted to make sure that I had some content out there. So I was watching Twitter for when people were tweeting about podcasting or Audacity, and I would try and help them, and then I would let them know, this podcast is coming soon. Check back. I'll let you know when it comes. And I, when I finally launched, I mentioned it in forums where I was already an active member. I told my friends about it and many people about it. And a lot of people went to check it out, subscribed. It got noticed because of a lot of people subscribing to it. It got noticed by Apple and iTunes. And so they featured it. That brought a lot more listeners. And then other ways that through the time, and I'm still trying to find an audience. I'm still looking, searching Twitter for when people need help with podcasting or audacity. And I try and help them and then point them back to this episode for, or this show for more content. So I am proactively finding an audience. I didn't just build it and wait for them to come. That does not work. So passion and enthusiasm, find an audience and know the value of a faithful audience. I've mentioned this many times before that the size of your audience does not matter, but what matters is their faithfulness. If you've got 10 people listening to your podcast on a regular basis, then those are 10 people who consistently come back to hear your opinions, your advice, your ideas on a regular basis. How easy is it for you to get 10 people together in a room every week to listen to you? That is really hard, unless you're Steve Jobs, which uh, the late Steve Jobs, that is. It's very hard to get people to just come and listen to your opinions for an hour, two hours, whatever, every week. But on a podcast, it's much easier and people will do it. People will be consistent and come back. So even if you have a small audience, do not underestimate them because these are people who are faithfully listening to you. They are your faithful followers, how few they may be. So if you've got 10 or 100 or 1,000, it's that many people coming back on a regular basis to listen to you and your content. So whatever the number is, Don't worry about it too much because people are listening. There are things that you can do even to make sure that that people will listen by making it easier for people to listen or to subscribe to you or get your episodes automatically and follow you and be part of the community and all of that. So it does need to be easy and that's how it can be easier for people to listen to you. So The seven deadly fears of podcasting, number one, it's not worth the time. Number two, I don't have enough to say. Number three, no one will listen to me. And number four, people won't like me. I remember hearing a great quote, and I can't remember the original source of this, but I believe it was my friend Cliff Ravenscraft over at podcastanswerman.com said this a while back in a, a group when we were hanging out together. He said, it's better for people, this is paraphrasing, it's better for people to hate you for who you are than like you for who you aren't. Be yourself. That's what it comes down to. Be yourself. If 
you have a terrible personality, then maybe there are some things you need to work on. But I'm trusting that most of you don't have a terrible personality. Be yourself. Don't try and be someone you aren't. Don't try and make your show to be the same as someone else's show. I can struggle with this a lot, I'll be honest. I can struggle with wanting to imitate others. Or I I kind of take the Steve Jobs approach of finding ideas other people do and then trying to innovate on it or make it better. But be yourself when you're podcasting. Let people hate you because you're being yourself. Don't let them like you because you're not being yourself. But as yourself, make sure that you are being respectful and being a giver. People love a giver because people love receiving things. And if you are giving to people, they will love to be around you. Don't I don't mean like give your opinions all the time, but be a giver by encouraging, by giving enthusiasm, giving passion, giving information, and be respectful to people. You might think that people would never want to listen to a cranky person, but have you ever heard of the podcast Cranky Geeks? I'm not sure if it's still running, but John C. Dvorak of Twit fame of the... That's Dvorak, my impression of him. He was on this podcast with several others, and they called it Cranky Geeks. And I believe it's still running, but I'm not certain. And these people are cranky. They spend a lot of their time just complaining about technology and complaining about tech news, and they had a huge audience. So even though they're cranky, people would still listen to them. So it's best for you to be yourself and... (sighs) People, yes, there will be people who won't like you. I've received a couple very, very hurtful emails. And someday I'll talk about what to do when you receive hurtful emails. But I've received some good advice from some friends as well. And remember that when you receive a hurtful email or negative response, for every one negative response you get, it's very reasonable to assume that there are 10 other people out there who would give you positive responses. They just, for whatever reason they have, they just haven't. So even if you get a terribly hateful, hurtful email, don't make it feel like your entire audience hates you. Don't be afraid that people won't like you. Yes, there will be some people who won't like you, but be yourself, share your passions share your enthusiasm, be respectful and a giver. So number one, it's not worth the time. Number two, I don't have enough to say. Number three, no one will listen to me. Number four, people won't like me. And number five, deadly fear of podcasting. It's too hard. This has a definite basis to it. And that is that podcasting can be complicated. Note what I said can be complicated. There are plenty of simple and free solutions out there. There's like Podbean or My Podcast are a couple free and simple solutions where you just record your audio, upload it. There are also things like Blog Talk Radio. Now, services like this, I don't necessarily recommend because you lose a lot of control, you lose a lot of quality from these services. But they are free 
or close to free, and they're very simple. Audioboo is another one. And if you have any, I'd love to hear from you. You can leave a comment on the show notes at theaudacitypodcast.com slash 55. But there are plenty of these free or simple services out there. Libsyn also offers, they are paid, but they also offer some simple solutions for you. If you're worried about it being too hard to get set up and started, then consider paying someone else to set up for you. Because once you get going, it's a whole lot easier. Do you go out to your garage when you're when you need to go to the store and you look at your car and you think, "Oh, building a car is so hard. I it's going to be too hard to drive because I don't know how to build a car." <laughs> you probably never do that. But that's kind of what we find ourselves doing when we are afraid of podcasting because we say it's too hard, is we're looking at just the startup effort for it. You don't have to get involved in some complicated process just to podcast. There are the simple solutions, or you could pay someone else or get someone else, a college student or someone, to help you by setting you up. And then once it's set up, it can be very, very easy to maintain, depending on your level of perfection. If you want, it could be as simple as record, stop, save, upload. It could be that simple with no editing, no audio uh, software know-how, no concern about codecs or MP3s or AVIs or all of this stuff. You just record, save it, upload it, publish in whatever software that it has it can be really easy. Now, it can also be a lot more complicated than that. So it depends on how complicated you want it to be. This is something that I help people do is set up websites and get them started with podcasting. Or if they're using a certain system, I might move them over to something that's a little bit easier. So yes, I can do this for you if you'd like me to, but it's not too hard. Please don't let your passion get afraid of how hard it would be to start podcasting. Once you start podcasting, it's very easy to maintain, and it's also very easy to start podcasting. You may hear people say, oh yeah, I got the such and such mixer, and I got the equalizer settings all configured, and my my compressor limiter gate is all set, and I've got my noise gate at the perfect level and compression ratios, and blah, 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 all that stuff. Whenever people start telling you all that stuff, just maybe smile and say, you know, it is so cool that you are such an advanced podcaster and know how to do all of that. I'm going to stick with my simple system for now. But do remember, there's always room for improvement. I have room for improvement. I'm constantly looking for ways to improve. So if you're worried about it being too hard, for one thing, you might have gained the wrong impression from someone that you have to have all of this complex equipment in place in order to do your podcast. No, that's not the case. It could be very simple, or it might just be the setup. Just like with a car, building a car is complicated, yes, but you don't have to worry about how the car was built when you're going to drive it. You let someone else build it, and then you just drive it. You maintain it. You fill the oil. You fill the gasoline, all of that. You just maintain it from then on. Very simple things. 
So it's not too hard to podcast. There are many simple solutions, or you can get someone else to help you start podcasting. And then you take the easy part of just keeping it up to date. Seven deadly fears of podcasting. Up to number six now. It costs too much. It's very easy for people, and perhaps you felt this way too, to get intimidated by the cost of podcasting when they hear people saying like, yeah, I've got web hosting at $99 a month, and I've got my media host is up to $200 a month right now, and I'm paying $10 a month for this, and $20 a month for that, and so many dollars a year for this, or that, or that, or this, and I bought such and such hardware for a steal at $300, and then I've got these microphones, which are $250, or all of this, and you start seeing dollar sign, dollar sign, dollar sign, dollar sign, and all of these really expensive things, and You can upgrade to that. The equipment can definitely improve your quality and make things easier for you, but you don't have to have this expensive equipment when you want to start podcasting. I've talked about this many times before that you can start podcasting with just your computer. You could even really start podcasting with your phone. It wouldn't be very high quality. I do recommend a simple kit that... It's not quite a kit that I sell, but a simple package that for about $75, you could start podcasting and it's growable, if that's a word, that you get a decent microphone, a dynamic microphone from Amazon that comes with a stand and a cable and the microphone, maybe $20 to $30, not bad. And then you get a mixer like a Behringer 502 or the upcoming 302 would be in the range of $40 to $60. Not bad. You just plug that into your computer, use free software like Audacity, or maybe you already have something on your computer. So you've started podcasting with expandable equipment for only $75. You could also purchase a headset or a USB device, like a USB microphone or USB headset, something like that. What I really don't like about those things is that they aren't expandable. If you decide later on to get a mixer or you want to have a co-host, then you've got a technical limitation with that hardware because you're locked into a certain thing. And if you switch, then you pretty much just have to throw out that other stuff or use it for other instances. But with this stuff that I've mentioned, the basic cheap microphone, and I'll have links in the show notes at theaudacitytopodcast.com slash 55, a cheap mixer, they are expandable. That cheap mixer that might be only 40 to $60, like the Behringer 302 USB, plugs straight into USB on your computer, very small, very handy. It has an XLR port on it. That's the really big circular port with the three holes in it, or three pins, depending on which end you're looking at. That's what professional microphones use. So if you buy that really inexpensive mixer, you could potentially hook up a $300 microphone to it. Or you could take that cheap microphone and hook it up to a $300 mixer. It's very expandable. You don't have to just throw away everything if you want to improve your quality later on. So it doesn't take very much. You could start with just your computer 
or just your phone, your quality won't be as good. But I would recommend start with this basic package of about $75. And I'll have links to that in the show notes at theaudacitypodcast.com slash 55. So the top seven deadly fears of podcasting. Number one, it's not worth the time. Number two, I don't have enough to say. Number three, no one will listen to me. Number four, people won't like me. Number five, it's too hard. Number six, it costs too much. And number seven, which I'd really say is the number one deadly fear of podcasting, is I hate the sound of my voice. A lot of people feel this way. So don't think that you are the only one that feels this way about yourself, that is. I'm not saying like everyone feels the same way about you. But a lot of people don't like the sound of their voice. There are a couple things, a couple scientific factors in this is, one, we hear our voice differently from the way other people hear it because we hear it through bone conduction and other means because of just the vibrations going through our skull and reaching our ear. We hear ourselves slightly different than other people do. Even then, you might hear yourself in a recording and think, Ew, I don't, I don't like the way that I sound. I'll tell you that when I was growing up, I did not like my voice. I thought I had a terrible voice. I hated it. I just, I wanted it to change in some way. And then I preached my first sermon and heard my voice recorded. And then I went back and listened to it. I thought, hey, that's, that's me. I don't sound as bad as I thought I did. Huh. Wow. I kind of like my voice. That's that's all right. So I discovered that my voice wasn't as bad as I thought it was. But maybe you're the opposite way, where you think you sound okay, but when you hear yourself either through your head or the recording of yourself, you think, oh, I don't like how I sound. Consider this. A general rule in voiceover work is there is a market for every voice out there. Have you seen the movie The Social Network or the movie uh, How to Train Your Dragon or the movie Rio, which is hard for me to say? Rio. Have you seen those movies? Listen to the main character's voice. Would you normally think that character would have a good role or or even more look at a movie like the sorcerer's apprentice with nicolas cage and some other guy that plays the kid well that kid that's in there listen to his voice he's like really nasally and sounds really nerdy and stuff he you would think oh, his voice isn't that great but he fits the part so perfectly doesn't he Could you imagine anyone else in his place? Probably not. His voice fits it very well. There is a market for every voice. And I'm not saying that if you have a nasty voice that uh, you, um, I don't know where I was going with that. Even if you think your voice isn't very good, however you hear it, realize there is a market for every kind of voice. But also, a lot of people don't have the same opinion about your voice that you do. 
I know several podcasters who have extremely popular podcasts and their voice is, well, let's put it this way. It's not the voice of angels. Their voice could be considered annoying. It could be considered ear splitting. It could be considered not their gender, either too feminine or too masculine, uh, depending on their gender. All of these things. But they have extremely successful podcasts. You know why? Because a lot of this goes back to confidence that they, at some point, they have overcome their fear of their own voice. And they've just decided, this is my voice. I will use my voice the best that I can. And so they podcast with it. They speak with it. They sing with it. Whatever. Uh, Speaking of singing, one of my music instructors from Music Academy that I attended had a really weird nasally talking voice. But wow, his singing voice was incredible. And you wouldn't think so. You wouldn't think so just looking at him that he had such a great singing voice. So whatever your voice is, realize most people don't mind. In fact, most people will probably get used to it, no matter how bad it is, if your content is engaging, if you are a good storyteller, if you are good at expressing your passions and you're enthusiastic and that enthusiasm is contagious, the passion is contagious more than your information even. But if you're sharing good information in an enthusiastic, engaging way, you're being respectful and a giver and all of this, then people will overcome the sound of your voice and may even forget it. They may be listening and someone else might come up to them and say, how can you listen to that guy? He's got a terrible voice. He might just be like, huh, you know, you know, I kind of forgotten about that. Uh, an illustration of this is, uh, this is not, well, I'll just explain. I used to do some work, volunteer work in public schools. And there was this one public school that was an all black public school. And I am uh, white skinned or light skinned. And uh, I did this um, participation in this volunteer work in this school. And what was really neat to see in this all-black school is that eventually the kids just kind of forgot that my skin was a different shade from theirs because the relationship was more important, the message was more important than these surface things, and they kind of forgot or I've seen other schools where they have a mix of different colored skin and they tend to forget these certain differences. And that's, that's entirely all right to forget these things and instead look at the heart of people, look at the core of the message. So realize that don't, most people don't mind or may get used to it. But also, please do not apologize for this. If you start your podcast and throughout your podcast, you say, oh, I'm sorry, my voice is just so terrible. Don't apologize. This this strikes me funny that in internet forums, I often see a lot of people will write a post and then they'll say, I'm sorry about my English. I'm from such and such country. Well, the people who tend to apologize for their poor English don't actually have that poor of English, which I, I don't know 
how that is that it works. It's the people who don't apologize who often don't have very good English. But I'll read something. I'll think, dude, this sounds better than the other people who are writing in this forum. Why are you apologizing? You shouldn't be apologizing. Your English is great. So don't apologize for yourself. Try to be confident in yourself. This is, yes, very difficult to overcome. But in so many ways, confidence will make you more attractive. It's it's true in dating relationships. It's true in marriage. It's true in marketing. It's true in podcasting. That when you can be confident and you overcome these certain issues, then other people will overcome them as well. Now, you might come through all of this and you still realize that no matter what you do, there are certain things about your voice that just aren't working. Well, try to improve. Look into getting voice lessons, acting lessons, speech lessons, whatever it may be. Maybe you have problems with saying, um, way too often. Then there are easy ways that you can try and overcome that, like wear a rubber band and slap yourself on the wrist whenever you say, um, or get someone else to keep track of it for you and tell you how many ums or uhs you said, or go back and listen to yourself and discover how many ums or uhs, or join something like Toastmasters or some kind of local group that allows you to practice public speaking to gain more confidence. Find these little areas of success, by the way, and those will pile up and gain confidence. But then also, when you're trying to improve, get help. Because if there are legitimate things that need to be improved, in your voice or in how you speak, then get help. If you want to improve, then improve. And don't don't think that it has to all be on you. Ask for help from others. And others will probably be glad to help you out. I have difficulty pronouncing my R's sometimes. Sometimes it just depends on the dryness of my lips, which are kind of dry right now. Sometimes it's just I'm being lazy. And I used to have a lot of problem with other letters in my alphabet, like L's. I did not pronounce my L's very well. And I got help as a kid in some speech therapy to try to do some of these things. And sometimes I still slip over certain things. I slur words. Or my wife and I have some jokes about words that we pronounce differently because of our upbringing. But when you need improvement... Find help to improve. So the seven deadly fears of podcasting. Number one, it's not worth the time. Number two, I don't have enough to say. Number three, no one will listen to me. Number four, people won't like me. Number five, it's too hard. Number six, it costs too much. And number seven, I hate the sound of my voice. These are deadly fears of podcasting. And I call them deadly because if you get or if you keep feeding these fears, they will kill your podcast or they will kill your desire to podcast. Many of these even apply to blogging as well because you might think with blogging, it's not worth the time. I don't have enough to say. No one will read what I say. People won't like me. It's too hard. It costs too much. I hate my grammar. I hate the whatever, 
number seven is, I hate the sound of my voice, Uh, that might not apply so much to blogging. But most of these do apply to blogging as well. So what are the things for you that you fear about podcasting? Either that you did fear or that you still fear about podcasting. Some of these things that I still think about are things like people won't like me or don't like me, or I start sometimes thinking I don't have enough stuff to say, is it really worth my time, or it's taking so much time, or all of this stuff that I tend to think, or are people liking what I have to say, all of this. I have these fears too, I struggle with them from time to time. What are the things that you currently struggle with, or what things did you struggle with in the beginning that you learned to overcome? Especially, I would love to hear from you what fears you had and how you overcame them, or what fears you've seen people have and how they've overcome them. Because we don't want to just talk about the things we're afraid of. We want to talk about how to overcome those things that we're afraid of. We want to get better. So please send me your feedback to feedback at noodle.mx or call 859-353-4332. And you can leave a comment on the show notes for this episode at theaudacitytopodcast.com slash 55. And if you need help with some of these things, like setting up your website, getting started, all of this, or need help learning how to podcast, I'd be happy to help you with that, either myself or I can point you in the right direction for someone who can help you with some of the things you need help with. Feel free to email me. Any of my email addresses you've ever heard for me still work, so you can email any of those asking for help. Feedback at noodle.mx would probably be the easiest. And if you need podcast cover art or anything like that, I would love to help you out. One last thing I want to mention is, I don't know about you, but I I don't like Apple as a company, but I like their products. I didn't really like certain things about Steve Jobs, but I had a huge respect for Steve, Steve Jobs, his innovation, his inspiration, his invention, and all of this. And there is that book that came out, his approved authorized biography by uh, Isaacson, uh, Walter Isaacson. And I discovered two amazing things. Number one, I, I really wanted to read this book. So number one that I discovered is it's available as an audiobook. Awesome. Number two, even more awesome, I got it for free totally free. And I am totally psyched about this. I haven't started listening to it yet because I haven't made the time for it yet, but I just got it, I think Friday and it's Monday right now. But if you'd like a chance to get this audiobook and listen to the story of Steve Jobs, then I do recommend that this is an affiliate link, but these, they are not sponsors of me. Visit audibletrial.com slash noodle And when you sign up for a free 14-day trial for Audible, you will get a credit that you can use on any audiobook, and you can get the Steve Jobs audiobook then for completely free by joining Audible and cancel your membership within 14 days, and you never pay anything. You never get any more credits either, but you never have to pay anything. That way, you still get the audiobook, though, to keep. 
So it's an awesome way to get the audiobook, or maybe there's some other book that you've been dying to read, but just can't afford to buy for yourself or get the audiobook for yourself. And I love audiobooks. I've read a lot of audiobooks or listened to a lot of audiobooks. I'm really excited that I got this. So if you're interested in the exact same thing, reading the Steve Jobs biography, I'd encourage you to read it with me. I'd be happy to read it with you and uh, we could talk about things along the way. You could email me your thoughts about certain chapters or tweet me or whatever. But check it out at audibletrial.com slash noodle, N-O-O-D-L-E, audibletrial.com slash noodle, and check that out. And if there are podcasting books, which I haven't checked yet, that would also be interesting as an audiobook. I don't know how well they do as an audiobook. But I would love to hear from you, just your feedback on this episode feedback on previous episodes or ideas for future episodes, your audacity questions, podcasting questions, issues, share your fears, your uh, your ways that you overcame these fears, anything like that. Feedback at noodle.mx or call 859-353-4332 or you can leave a comment on the show notes at theaudacitytopodcast.com slash 55. And then you can uh, let me know what you thought of this episode and share specific feedback on anything I mentioned. Please also follow me on Twitter at twitter.com slash the ramen noodle, T-H-E-R-A-M-E-N-N-O-O-D-L-E, the ramen noodle. And I would love to hear from you. You can also check out the other podcasts in the Noodle Mix Network over at noodle.mx, a clean comedy podcast, a podcast about movie reviews with critical thinking, and a podcast, well, uh, about Christian worldview, and much more coming in the future. I'd love for you to be a part of that and provide your feedback to those podcasts as well. Once again, that feedback information is feedback at noodle.mx. Or call 859-353-4332 or leave a comment in the show notes at theaudacitytopodcast.com slash 55 and follow me on twitter.com slash the ramen noodle. So I hope that you will see that podcasting is worth the time. I hope you'll plan ahead and have plenty to say. I hope that you will realize that people will listen to you. I hope that you'll realize that some people won't like you, but a lot of people will like you anyway. I hope you'll realize it's not too hard. It doesn't cost too much and that your voice does sound good. You have a message. So it's time for you to go podcast with passion, organization, and dialogue. I'm Daniel J. Lewis. And thank you for listening.